Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone. How are you? I haven't seen you guys in a long time, like a month. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Give me a word. How was this week? Peace. Magical. I love magic. Huh? Over? You're over it? (laughs) It is a new beginning, so that's beautiful. Um, But, you know, I always like to give a little background of where we are with the moon phases. So right now we're in waning crescent. So the full moon is now gone, so the, the, the light is now shedding. We are entering a phase of darkness, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just saying that it's time to go within, to restore, to recoup, to relax. So if you're in a phase in your life where you're just tired and you feel like you need to relax, don't feel bad. Just relax. Just take that time for yourself. So. Centering prayer, that's what it's all about, is just going back within and coming home. So, shall we? (laughs) All right. So I invite you to close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. And audibly just exhale, let go. And we breathe in through the nose. And audibly we let go together. Beautiful. Deep inhale. And audibly we let go. Beautiful. So as we come home to ourselves in this space, I invite you to place your hands up if you are in a position to receive. If you've been praying for something, you need an answer. Allow God send its energy through your hands into the stillness in your heart. Or maybe you need a little bit more grounding, so I invite you to place your hands down. or on your heart. So we'll start this moment off with silence. And just be. Deep inhale. And a deep exhale.
it's okay to be here with your thoughts. Sometimes we invite so many external circumstances into our lives to suppress our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings. There's nothing to be afraid of. So be with the silence. Be with your heart. And know that it is okay. That wherever you are in this space is exactly where God needs you to be. Exactly where he has called you to be. So let's breathe deep inhale through the nose and a deep exhale audibly through the mouth let's let go we let go of all that no longer serves us and as we let go of these emotions we say thank you thank you for serving me Thank you for teaching me how strong and resilient I am. So inwardly, I want you to say thank you to yourself for being so strong, for being so amazing, so beautiful. holding on to tears. Let go. This is your safe space to let go. So next I invite you to breathe in for four seconds and then we'll breathe out for four seconds through the nose. We keep the breath within us now as we switch to our ujjayi breath. So together, deep inhale in, four, three, two, one. And we let go, four, three, two, one. Let's do that again. Inhale, four, Three, two, one. Exhale slowly. Four, three, two, one. Let's do that again. Inhale slowly. Four, three, two, one. Exhale slowly. Four, three, two, one. Beautiful. Feel your body float. Feel everything just calm down. Feel the stillness within. 
breathe in four, three, two, one. Hold it. One, two, three, four. Exhale. Four, three, two, one. Find stillness. The thoughts are going to come. And the thoughts are not who you are. And that's what meditation is all about. That's what this breath work is all about. It's being able to see the thought for what it is and becoming the observer of the thought. You are the observer of the thought. Deep inhale in. Audibly we let go together. Beautiful. Feel the energy in the space as we inhale in. Audibly we let go together. invite you to place your hand on your heart internally or externally we affirm as we go into the new week I am strong I am strong of yourself bring it to your mind's eye breathe in to this part of you bring someone into our heart that is so dear to us, a family, a friend, a loved one, bring them into our mind's eye, and we send them love. (sighs) 
there's a beautiful light that goes outward from your heart into the entire world. And we send the world love. Love is the highest frequency. It is dimensionless. It crosses planes. And love is what's going to save us all. And that's what we are. we close out the centering prayer by honoring ourselves. Take a second again to say thank you to yourself. Thank you for fighting the battles that no one knows about. Thank you. Thank you for showing up every single day. Thank you, self. I love you and I honor you, self. You are beautiful, self. You are capable, self. In our last beautiful breath together, we breathe in and let go. And I invite you to come back into your mind, heart, body, and your soul. May this energy flow with you this entire week. Open your beautiful eyes. Thank you, and I love you so much. Amen. Good morning, everybody. How are we feeling? Happy Sunday. I love the energy in this space today. All of it, all of it. The worship and the music was life-giving and then that meditation, oh, getting our Zen on at Heartway on Sunday morning. Part of what I love doing Heartway all these years is introducing this community to a lot of the cool people that I come across and interact with in my own life. And today, I have a friend of mine and his wife and beautiful family, his name is Brett, his wife, Lindsay, all the way from Virginia, who are with us here today. And Brett is a spiritual teacher. He describes himself as somebody who is a Christ-centered mystic. And that is why I wanted him to uh, come and share with all of us today. And we're going to do it kind of just interview style conversation, no agenda or plan. We're just going to kind of go with the flow. But Christ-centered mysticism is like uh, a beautiful <laughs> phrase to me. I love that. It, 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 it describes my heart in many ways because mysticism is about knowing God experientially. A lot of us learn about God intellectually. And we can say a lot of things about God and spirituality and the scriptures and theology and all that stuff. But to know God in and through your experience, that's a whole different story. And uh, mystics are people who get drunk off of the love of God. Really. And, and so if you can really understand what I'm saying there, it's like this is you, you get intoxicated by the love and peace that God brings and you carry that with you in your everyday. And I think that you guys are going to glean a lot from 
what this dude has to share. So Brett, come on up. Let's give him a hand. We also decided we were going to do this on Friday. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I'm in town. I'm in Delray. Who are you visiting again? My, fa my father. Oh, let me, let me turn this on. You can say that. Oh, check. Here we go. Good. Okay, good. Yeah, my father lives yeah. in Delray Beach. So your dad lives in Delray Beach, and he's like, I'm planning on coming to Hartway on Sunday, and I'm like, awesome. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, wait, do you want to like talk and have a conversation? He's like, sure, great, here we are. So introduce yourself, man, and tell the people a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right, so it's, it's so good to be here. I've been following Danny's ministry now for probably about a year and a half, two years, and... Uh, I just always see the energy. I see all, a lot of your beautiful faces, and it's just, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so for me, uh, I'm, I'm actually a public school teacher. I teach ninth grade history, and uh, I, I've been doing, I did that for a few years in Richmond, and uh, now I'm out in the country. So I went from Richmond City to the country, which is quite a contrast, but it's been a, it's been a, a good move. Uh, but yeah, so uh, my, my wife Lindsay's here, uh, and you know, both of us, I just have always had such a deep hunger for spiritual things. And um, through a, a long journey of uh, a lot of difficult beliefs that we worked through, a lot of difficult experiences in church and stuff, uh, uh, we've been on a long journey, and we just really, uh, through a lot of uh, circumstances like. Uh, kind of fell into mysticism in a lot of ways, and it was through a lot of uh, grief and tragedy, actually, that, that we got there. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we, 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 we basically just we, we, uh, uh, started an Instagram page a, a few years ago just to, so we needed an outlet. You know, it's like we, we talk to each other every single morning, and we just go back and forth drinking coffee and stuff and just talking about deep things of God and we're like, you know, we need, we need an outlet, I think. <laughs> and so we basically just uh, started a page where we could share, uh, you know, what we've experienced and, and just meet a lot of people and glean from other people. And so that's Very cool. Kind of it. Yeah. So talk to us about that journey from, sure. like, the Christianity that you embraced at one point and mm -hmm. the way that you express your faith in Christ now. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I, I was uh, actually an atheist my whole life uh, until I was about 20 years old. I, I had a, a, a very radical experience, like just like an overnight awakening that there actually is God and there is a, a spiritual world and all that. And that, that, that actually was, was a long time ago. I'm not going to get into that story, but... Dude, why not? That's, uh, that's like a, that sounds like an amazing story. <laughs> Give us at least the Cliff Notes version of it. He's okay. like, just so casually like, yeah, I was an atheist. I had a radical awakening, but we're not going to get into that. Like, no, that's why we're here. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, I I uh, lived a very a very uh, uh, you know wild life when I was younger. You know, uh, my, my daughter's here, so I'm going to keep it PG. Uh, but got into a lot of trouble, you know, uh, and so I I, I just I, I had a friend contact me one day. I was about to. Uh, go out to a party, and uh, I was getting all prepared for that, and my friend contacted me. He's like, yeah, I've been going to Zion Bible Institute, which is in Rhode Island, and um, 
you know, just sharing with me. And I've always been supportive, whatever, wherever anyone's at. It's like, man, that's awesome. That's, that's good you're doing it. Well, as soon as you get off the phone, I'm going to go party. But, uh, but anyways, I, I, I put down the phone. I was about to go and leave, and uh, he got right back to me. He's like, uh, you know, if I'm going to be sharing my testimony on a Sunday. Will you just come give me, support me and everything like that? I'm like, yeah, man, no doubt. And so uh, he's like, I just want to pray for you. And, I, and so he said a prayer with me, and I didn't believe it. I didn't know what I was even praying or who Jesus was or really. I, didn't, I had no, like, really background with that. And I just can't explain it. I just woke up the next day, and I was standing on my front porch, and I'm just looking at the sky, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. How did I not see this, you know? It's like there is a God there. And, and like, you know, ever since then, it's just... Uh, it's uh, that so that that was like the first radical encounter, and then, then after that, it was just uh, I was I was in a Pentecostal church in New York, and just uh, you know really radical experiences the first couple of years of the encounter and and uh, you know divine appointments and stuff like that. And so, anyways, uh, it, it was it was a very powerful experience, but it also came with a lot of like legalistic. Uh, teaching. So after two years, the uh, experiential f- fun, so to speak, kind of wore off and the, the condemnation started, you know, and just always feeling guilty and like, I can't live up to this. And, and so we, we moved down to Virginia and uh, uh, we, we started going to a, a, a church there. So uh, that was for about close to about 10 years. And, uh, you know, and then it, 2014 came. And if I had to define in name 2014, it would have just been the year of unanswered prayers. Um, I just, uh, like my, I think every single one in our family had a medical, uh, you know, uh, some type of me- medical situation and we prayed for it. We prayed for healing. Nope. It could not, nothing happen. Bills go up, you know, and then, uh, well, the next person, uh, well, God's going to heal. You know, we're doing this right. We're, we're doing the formulas, you know, we have faith, you know, whatever, whatever uh, formula, and that that prayer didn't get answered, and the, the 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 financial debt kept on increasing, and I just started to get really bitter. And um, then uh, 2015, uh, right at the beginning of 2015, I had a brother, and um, he was you know dealing with heroin addiction, and uh, you know we uh, we were praying for him, you know, and uh, he he didn't make it, you know, and. Uh, he, he passed away in 2015, actually in Florida, Bradenton. And, um, and I, I just, I just I, my whole belief system, it just fell, dropped out from under me, you know. And I just no longer thought God was good. I actually became like a deist, which is just that God created everything like a clock and he just let it go. He's not involved in my life. I, I hate him. I don't, I don't ever, you know, I was just so bitter and angry and, and, you know, my wife always was just the rock in that, in that time and just stood by me and just, like, prayed for me and prayed for me. And I was just going in a very dark place. And um, so I, 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 we, we, we had a—I remember one night, it was when this all—this was about two years that I just was kind of spiraling downwards in, in anger and bitterness. And it was probably really tough to be around for her, God bless her. But— uh, <laughs> I, I basically uh, I had this this uh, moment where we had we had gotten an argument about something and and she was still going to church. I was kind of like I, I would go, but I'd be, be in the back with my arms crossed and just like sometimes just get up and walk out and stuff. 
because I just didn't want to be around it. Uh, so basically, uh, we, we got in an argument this one night, and I, I, I just like, I, I just had this like breakdown. Like, I, I was reading this book, it's uh, from spiritual slavery to spiritual sonship, and it had like a chart, and it had like what an orphan thinks like. And like, like what the orphan spirit, how it views God, and what a son or a daughter of God, how they view things. And I just was, I told my wife, I'm an orphan. I just like every single thing on that list, I, I'm, I, I'm an orphan. I, I feel like God's distant. I feel like everyone else is blessed and I'm not. And, you know, all of these things uh, that I was just like, that's me. And it was almost like in that recognition that like freedom just like, the just acknowledging that that's where I was like that this I was just undone I just was a was a complete mess and uh but I felt so like a huge burden come off of me after that and um it wasn't long after that I I and this was kind of where I guess I can leave off but I was I was in a church service and was feeling a lot better and and you know with the, with uh worshiping and all that and getting back into it and stuff and I was just in this uh deep kind of you know, this this was phenomenal this morning with the center, centering prayer. It just took me right back to there. But I was uh, in this like deep contemplative place, and I I I, I normally don't really see much. I'm, I'm a pretty concrete thinker, but I had this like vision of like Jesus standing right in front of me, but he was he was like his back was towards me, and he was like uh, he had his his arms out, and I was worship. I was like in you know my arms like that. And, and I just could see like this robed figure and I knew it was Jesus. And, uh, as I was in there for like, I don't know, might've been 20 minutes, might've been two. I really don't know. But as I moved my hands, the, the figure of Jesus moved his hands. And so I started like kind of just experimenting and he was doing everything that I was doing. And I, it was in that moment, I just saw the entanglement you know, and I no longer saw God as somewhere up there. But, you know, when God's up and he's distant and he's up in the sky, you always try to do stuff to close that bridge. You get involved in religious gymnastics to try to, you know, to twist God's arm, so to speak, you know. And uh, but he he didn't give us a place to live to. He gave us a place to live from, you know, and it's we're, we're human beings. You know, we, we be we don't do. You know, and when we be, we end up doing more than we ever would have done anyway. But it's out of a place of, it's out of a place of just, you know. Wow, that imagery like gave me chills. Yeah. Really, talk yeah. about what you just described as the entanglement. Oh, okay. I understood yeah, yeah. the entanglement. Yeah. So tell us about this. Yeah, please. absolutely. So, uh, so again, you know. It was part of my experience was uh, at, at, this was the second church when we were at Virginia. They, they were it, it was very all about like a lot of encountering and all that. Uh, but it was kind of like, well, this is how you do it. You know, there's there's a specific way that you got to do it. You got to like you know be super quiet for ten minutes or you know whatever it is, whatever the formula it is. And like I I I just never was able to like hear God from that. It was almost like like. Uh, God might be in you or, or, or whatever, but it's almost like a foreign voice that you're trying to hear. You know, you're trying to hear the spirit, which is this kind of mystical, the force or something that 
you're trying to like hear this foreign voice in you. And with the entanglement, you know, knowing that Jesus didn't, he came to show us our face, the true face of the human soul. It says, as he is, so are we in this world. He's a, a, a revelation of what's true about us. And so he is like the union of divine human communion. He's, and, he, and he modeled that for us as us, <laughs> if you will. So with that entanglement, you realize that you, you experience God at the deepest levels of yourself. And you, 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 at the, like you, in, in, within your own deep, true subjectivity, your true self is where you start to encounter this entanglement. And uh, it's, it, it's kind of, again, it, it's hard to explain, but uh, yeah, it's just basically knowing that you're in union with him is that you, you start to like live from that area. You come to trust your true self and you, you, you ironically find your true self in God at the same time. You know, and, and, and it says that we look at Jesus's face, we, we see him as in a mirror, you know, and that as we gaze into his face, as we gaze into his beauty, we start to see that reflection back in us. And we, and, 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 that, and that's when we, 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 again, we experience that union and it's just, uh, it's, it, you just go into like a flow, you know, like, I, like, I, 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 I don't know how I, I'm up on the stage this Sunday. I haven't been to church in two years. <laughs> You know, I haven't been to church in two years. I kind of just been out in the country like a hermit, just like in contemplation for two years. And now I'm sitting in front of a church. It's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all just the miraculous. You just live in a flow. I mean, our guy, Brother Lawrence, man, they used to like wash dishes and, and just be so in such uh, overflow of joy that people would travel for two, two hours, you know, however, however many countries just to see this guy wash dishes. And you start, like, everything is just becomes, like, miraculous, you know? And it's like, it's not like, it could have been the same stuff that happened four years ago, but I didn't have the eyes to see it, right. you know? It's like, now you have the, the new eyes to, to see it, and, and uh, every, every, everything becomes a divine appointment. Every, everything that happens in the world can be a mirror to teach you, even the hard things and the difficult people can be a mirror to bring more out of you and it's just everything, everything becomes a miracle, you know? What do, what do you think gets in the way of people experiencing this union? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 again, I, I know for me, it's, uh, or for me, a lot of it is like that distance, you know, that, that idea that, you, you, you know, you start viewing God as way off in heaven and you're down here. And like, again, that, that always... Because you want to close that distance, and you, if if you think about it, it's 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 pretty natural that you would try to do stuff or have to do something in order to close that distance. So that's one. I think in a lot of cases too, like it says that we were made in the image of God, but we try to create God in our own image. So we have like these inner feelings again, like when when I was uh, angry, or, like I, I had these inner experiences of guilt or whatever when I was an early believer. I, I, I feel guilty. Then you look up at God and he, he must be angry, mm-hmm. you know. Or I feel this way, so God must be that. And so we create a God in our in our image, who's not the true face of God. Uh, and so I think that that is uh, another thing. It's it's hard to uh, kind of close that gap, you know, when we when we're living in those areas. 
Uh, yeah. Now, talk about this last two years of not being in church and being a hermit. Yeah. <laughs> what is that about? Uh, oof, boy. Uh, so, well, we, we moved out to the country about two years ago, uh, and it, that was right around the t- right before the pandemic hit. So in a lot of cases, it was uh, just our, our church stopped doing services for a while, and I was actually still doing some teachings for them uh, when they were doing it, like streaming it or something on Facebook. And so that uh, was a part of it. Um, we also just, uh, t- to be completely honest, we just, uh, I don't know, we had, we had a tough experience there with, with, with some stuff. And uh, so it kind of like uh, just felt like it was... Uh, time for us to go off on our own. We didn't really feel like we were, I don't know, being heard there. We, we saw some things that were uh, just n- not right. And so we, we kind of spoke up and we were just not really being heard. So uh, we had, that's how we ended up uh, partly. Of, I didn't want to bring that up, but I'm, not, I'm just not going to lie. But anyways, uh, we were, uh, we've been out in the country and just, again, just having that experience like of, we are the church, you know, we're the, the people uh, are the church. Uh, you, uh, the, the spirit is everywhere. Uh, it's, it, you know, it, it's in it, just being able to encounter God in nature. I mean, that's my altar now, you know, and so it's like, uh, just kind of, uh, I, I find again, what like, like, again, what works for me is just having these walks out in nature and, and just uh, observing things and taking everything in. And it just, it just forces me to be present. There's not the distractions and, and so, but we actually, we are, my wife and I are now, that's one, uh, one reason why it's so blessed to be here and just experiencing this. It's kind of reviving something in me, in me a little bit. And we've been starting a house group actually about a month ago, and uh, we want to get back in the game a little bit, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's just a blessing to, to, to be around it again, you know, and just yeah, be around Yeah, because we were talking about it, like yeah. there's not a lot of... Uh, there's not a lot of people that I know of that are trying to create new expressions of what mm. church or spiritual yes, community exactly. can yeah. look like. Mm-hmm. Heartway happens to be one of those yeah. rarities. Yeah. And, you know, we've had uh, this guy, the, the spiritual nomad who came to hang out with us before. I don't know if you remember him. He has long hair from California, Luke. He, sp- he spoke here once. Like, he wants to start a community, yeah. and I spoke with mm-hmm. him this week, and he's like, dude, like, what are you guys doing at Heartway? Because we want to learn and do it. And I'm like, let's start, like, a little network and <laughs> see who else is out there in the world that wants to kind of do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's needed. And yes. there is a part of it where it's like, yeah, if I wanted to, I could do teachings yeah. and write and, and do content on my own. I don't need church to do that. I can, I can write and speak and do all that on the Internet. Mm-hmm. But there's something so powerful about spiritual community people coming together yeah, yeah. doing life with other people sure, yeah that is uh it's it's miraculous when you see yeah, what god does the yeah. transformation yeah yeah it, it, you know it's uh i i, I w- it was just brought to that immediately uh, jesus said that love your neighbor as yourself and we've for so long i looked at that as love yourself which is this is all true but love yourself and then you can love your neighbor and that is true, but he says, love your neighbor as yourself, mm. as an extension of yourself. We are all one. Oh, and, I love that too. And it's almost when we, when we have the awakening to that, we just, man, the, the, that's, that's, what we're, that's what we're made for. That's, that's the deepest reality. If, if we are made in the image of God and he's in Trinity, and he, and, which is a relational dance, 
that's that's the image that we are made in. We are man, meant to dance together, you know, and and just be in the game of life together in other-centered love, you know. Jesus is always pointing. I do what my father does, and the father says, "Hear him," and the spirit just testifies of Jesus. They're all focused on the other, you know, and it just creates this like circular dance and that's the image that we were made in and that's where we find our deepest true self can only be in community come on somebody (laughs) i like that so what would you say is like some of the differences between christianity as you practice this and maybe like christianity as it has been popularized in the west because There's a radical difference between what we're, what we're doing and talking about yeah. and what most people experience and know as Christianity. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm going to geek out a little bit on some of this, but it's like basically like when you think, again, being a teacher, you think about just the way that Western thought is, it always starts from a place of separation. It's like you, you uh, show a, a, a little kid, uh, you have four, or I'm sorry, like four items, three are square, and then one's a circle, and you ask them to circle, which one's not a square? Is that, you, you get what I'm saying? So we, we kind of, in the West, learn from this p- place of separation and distinction in the first place. So it's so ingrained in us to see everything as separate, where in the East, they have more of a holistic, like everything is one. And uh, so I think in a lot of cases, a lot has been lost just from the way that we're, we're taught to think. And, and that's a hard bridge for people to, like, that's for me, like, it, it was almost like the incarnation uh, of Jesus being fully God and fully man is what blew that dualism and separation out, out of, of my mind. But What are you doing here, bro? You're mixing Buddhism or Hinduism <laughs> with Christianity or something? That sounds I, I'll, weird I'll tell to a really me, interesting story about that uh, since you brought it up. Uh, but basically, there, there was uh, when Billy Graham was like evangelizing in China, I think he was, some Asian country, and he started sharing with some Buddhist monk, and he was basically telling him about who Jesus was, and the, the monk just got this big smile on his face, and Billy Graham was like trying to figure it out. He's like, why, why are you smiling? He's like, I know him. <laughs> he says, you just, you just told me what his name was. He's always been wow. on the inside of me. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, again, like, I, I feel like it, 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 Jesus is a revelation of what's true about us, right? And so uh, it's, it's more, I think, like an embodiment uh, of, of, you know, uh, uh, of, the, of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and as I was telling you, I actually, when, the, when Christianity first moved uh, towards the East, uh, and uh, they, they, you know, if you th- the, 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 for a little Bible history, the, the uh, actual scriptures weren't canonized until 300-something A.D. So there was like three, that, that was what at the uh, Nicene Creed. That's when the Bible was officially put together into what it is today. So three, for 300 years, they didn't have scriptures. When it talks about scriptures in the Bible, it's referring to the Old Testament because those were the scriptures back then. But basically, when it spread east, they, they, they called it the religion of light. You know, it was just the, these people embodying it and, and, and full of joy and, and, and just living from that, that place. And so I think in a lot of cases, it's a, it, like that's part of the name that we created on the account. It's Spoken Logos, 
We all are a word from God straight from the bosom of the Father. We are, we're a manifestation, a full expression, a word from God that we speak into the world through our smile, you know, through our words, through our service. Through, I mean, at the, it's, it's, it's as easy and as difficult as that. You know, and uh, and so I, I I think that it's like that's what's changing now. A lot of people like it's uh, kind of like talk is cheap now. You know what I mean? And people are just looking for something authentic and um, just it's 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 a it's a great time to be alive. And I feel like and you can feel the shaking, mm-hmm. and and a lot of the old things are are not going to go into this next age we're going into. A lot of the old things are being shaken and they're. Mm-hmm falling to the ground, but what's, what's going to move forward is the Christ consciousness, mm-hmm. the love, the awareness, the oneness, uh, the, the, the recognition of that. It's like the, the, the embodiment of it, you know, and uh, community. And, we, you know, we were just talking outside with Danny before, but, like, one of those things is, is that communal kind of, you, 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 might, you will still have leaders, but, like Danny, they will get, be under, get under you and lift you up. You know what I mean? Like the, the it, inverted pyramid, so to speak. Uh, not like the one that we've had for so many uh, millennia, really. But uh, I don't, yeah, I guess that. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, bro. <laughs> what's, you know, what's, uh, what's really beautiful to me, too, is that within Christianity and within the church, these teachings have been available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, like a lot of this talk that you're sharing, mm-hmm. a lot of what I share, I learn this from within yeah. Yeah. my, you know, my Christianity. Yeah, right. But it's just a lot of people are not aware of uh, the people, the teachings, the teachers mm. that yeah. have been espousing this kind of way of of following Christ. And yeah. you quote a lot of these folks. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What has your interaction been and what have you gotten out of like um, reading some of these kind of folks like Thomas Merton or, yeah. you know, um, uh, I see you put like all the cool people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember no, their names. That's, th- th- it is. It, it has been around. It's almost like um, it's almost like when John says uh, in the in the, the letters of John, he's like, uh, I, I, I show you uh, old, old thing. But I show you a new thing, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's like, it seems like it's new, but this has always been around, these like Greek Orthodox uh, patristics, uh, they, they've always... Right, and that's why I'm, that's what I was trying to say. There. Yeah, yeah. Because people hear what yeah. I'll say and they'll think, this is new, yeah, this, like guy's cha- this guy's changing, this guy's changing it. Yeah, right, No, right, yeah. it sounds new, because you yeah. never heard of it, but yeah. this is really old. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been around, and, uh, and, and really for me, it's like, I... Uh, uh, again, I, I, when I, especially when I was in my first religious experience with um, Pentecostalism, is like I stayed in such a small, narrow kind of line of thought, and uh, that's often what happens. Is like we we have our hands clenched around dogma so tight, and God wants to reveal so much to us, and we just if it doesn't fit into that, we we won't accept it, you know. But it was like in reading all of these different. Uh, kind of uh, ways of, of seeing it uh, for Catholics and, and like Teresa of Avila and uh, uh, Thomas Merton and then you have the Greek Orthodox like Athanasius and and having that wide variety of, uh, of uh, authors has been transformative it, it really has it's it's challenged me so much and and uh, I, I just I just 
have open hands now. You know, I'm just I'm just in fellowship with the mystery, mm. and I'm, I just want to be taught by it. Mm. And you'll know, you know, when when you when you, you kind of have open hands, you'll know as it comes through when you just start learning uh, 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 from another order. Kind of, it's not your own mind, so to speak. It's just something so deep in you that says, "Yes, I knew it." Talk yeah. a, talk a little bit since since we're at Heartway. Mm-hmm. I want you to talk about what it, what it's like to get in touch with your heart, mm-hmm. and and what that looks like on this path. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I you know, it's I, I was just actually thinking about this before. Like, I actually in the Bible sometimes it, uh, it uses the heart. Or, or, or the soul, it's, for, it's for, for the same thing, like the mind and the heart. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's connected. Um, yeah, for, I think that's so important. Uh, that, that place is to, to, to come from that heart place, to have that, uh, your heart softened. Uh, it really just opens you up to limitless uh, uh, transform, transformation and and uh, as we're on this path, you just, like, again, you just start to see people. I'll just share a quick story. Um, I, I don't know. This came to my head. But there, I had this girl about two years ago in class, and she was so challenging. And she would just drive me nuts. And, uh, and there was a moment where, like, I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't stand this girl. Well, that, that, that was how it was for the whole year. But there was a time at the end of the year and as I started again, like the speak of like the heart, just like allowing my heart to be softened and just like she's, she has got as much of God in her as you have in you, you know? And uh, there was a moment where I was talking to her and uh, we were out in the hall. I said, Jordan, how you doing? And she just, she just had this ex- like exhaustion expression. She just, <sighs> her guard just came down. She's like, life is stressful there it is, you know, and it, it was just that, but uh, yeah, I, I might, I, you know, it's like, the, it, it always opens you up to just, again, this, these, these times of encounter and, and, uh, we encounter God in each other, you know, and, and, and have you, have you seen that like Catholic picture of Jesus with the heart, the sacred heart? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh I, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. I want to get yeah. a little candle or something from my yeah, house because yeah. <laughs> of what it, what that represents. Yes. Yes. You know, getting in touch with that love within yourself. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Anybody have uh, questions? Open it up. Brennan's got one here. Uh, you talked a little earlier about your contemplative prayer. Yes. I wanted to hear a little bit about your journey into that and maybe some of your revelations as well. Okay. Um, so, again, you know, I, 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 kind of what I shared earlier in the regard that, like, God just experiences you at the deepest levels of self. It's like, what, what really feels so natural to you? You know, I, I actually, ironically, when, when I mow my lawn, my, I have a very, uh, my mind is always going. It's always racing. So when I mow my lawn, it almost puts me into a sensory deprivation because I just hear the buzzing. Uh, my, I, I'm just going, I go, I start, I have about two acres that I just start at the outside and I just go in like a labyrinth all the way to the center. So I can't really see anything cause I'm, there's nothing really to look at that my ear. And, and it's in those moments sometimes that I just get so much mm. from like, just cause there, there's no, there, there's no me to get in the way, you know? Um, uh, that's, that's one thing, uh, in the shower, I, I, I uh, as another thing in the morning, that first moment, uh, I get a lot from that. Um, 
but you know that 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 that's that's for me. I I, I tend to like to be moving. Uh, but th but uh, that's just me. Um, I, that's kind of where I, I get a lot of stuff in. I have to, like, even at my house, I pace, and that's kind of where stuff just starts to open up to me. Um, I, I've been trying more to uh, do more of the, the, the silence. And, and, and uh, yeah, but I, I would actually just, just really recommend, like, what, what works for you, you know? Because I think that we can, like, the, the moment that we try to do what someone else is doing, it shuts us off to the grace that God wants us to, to experience. He's always revealing. Everybody, everybody here, he's always revealing to him, to, to us. It's like, what are we reflecting? Mm -hmm. You know, when we have those still waters in us is when we start reflecting that revelation and it bears the fruit in correspondence with where it came from. Mm -hmm. So when that ego is kind of whatever, whatever you, it helps the most to like silence that ego and still those waters is when that, that revelation starts being heard and, and reflected back out, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's good. Oh, you got a mic? Thanks, bro. You hook it up? Who's next? Oh, back Hi, there. I have a question. Yes. You were talking about how you felt like you could actually see, I call it now my third eye. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I totally understand your language. Um, so I want to ask you, and, and you, I think maybe you just answered it, but it was in my head. How long can you maintain yourself in your true self when you're in that third eye? How, oh. like how, because I find that we, once you get to this level that you recognize the third eye, that you start seeing all the divine stuff yeah. happening, that you know for sure this is outside of your scope. Yeah. I want to learn how to operate more in that in my everyday. Mm. Well, uh, yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I definitely have my moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm not going to sit up here like, you know, I, I definitely have those moments. Okay. Well, well again, I think it's interesting. There, there, uh, I, I just posted a video the other day about this. It was an old video. But, you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar. There's a verse that seems like the scariest verse in the Bible. It says that, if we deny him, he also will deny us. The, the, the word deny is actually our neome. It, it means to contradict. So when we contradict him, he's going to contradict us right back. Because when we remain faithless, he remains faithful. Oh. He's full of faith about who you are. And so when you, when you have those moments... It's like, man, I, I allow God to contradict you, you know, because he knows who the true self is. And we can, you know, have our moment. We can, you know, whatever it takes to kind of like, uh, if, if we need to be in the mud for however long you want to. But, you know, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even stay there at all anymore. I just know, I, I know that, Brett, this isn't you. You know, this, this, this isn't you. And so it's, it's more, again, I might go in those areas, but it's, it's immediately like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it's, it's that temptation in the wilderness, you know? Are you going to listen to that, that lower voice, or are you going to alchemize it with the, the, the higher self, you know, and, and live from that self? But yeah, I, I think, again, what you mentioned about the third eye, that's actually like what Paul said, have I not seen the Lord? He didn't see Jesus. He saw him with the third eye. 
And so when, when, you, when I stopped thinking, because I'm, again, my mind is always trying to figure everything out. When I stopped like holding that in my mind as the ultimate truth, you start knowing by like frequency. And it's like, instead of like trying to figure it out in your head, it just like, something is about it. You knew it all along. And it almost comes from the inside of you. It's almost like uh, like a deja vu. I knew it. I knew that was true. I, I just can feel it, you know. And it's kind of just knowing from that that third eye. But I think for me, uh, again, bouncing out of that that state is just not staying there, because uh, uh, you, you we all are. We're all going to have those moments where we fall into those areas, and we're short with our kids, and we're you know whatever short with people at work, and where we kind of act out of ego and all that. But it's just not. I, I think for me, it's not staying there. And just knowing who I truly am. Yeah. I love Gabby talks about it as returning home. Yeah. That's yeah, what it that's is. Good. That's yeah, what that's this good. is. We just yeah. come back home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I drifted off for a little bit, coming back home. Yeah. Always I'll have, I'll have a pity home. party for a little while sometimes, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm going to go back home eventually. So. <laughs> who else? Anybody else got? Oh, up here. Yeah, let's go. Hi. Um, so. My question is, since all is one, mm-hmm. when we speak of ego, I understand that, well, I guess I don't understand because I'm asking the question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is ego if all is already one? Uh, uh, okay, so, yeah, this is a tough one, too. Sometimes I don't even know what it is. I just say it. Uh, <laughs> But, but I like it again. These the, the, these things that we experience, like it's it's again like what some people might call the call the shadow self, or it's not bad. You know, it's not like where because the, the it's like the moment you start like shadow boxing and getting into like fighting with these things. It's like when you fa- almost like fall into stuff. Like you know, it's it like causes more problem than it's not. It's like there there actually is no shadow. There is no darkness. It's it's just the absence of light. You know, and so it's like bringing light into those areas where there's a lie, you bring truth and, and kind of alchemize these things, you know. But I think um, with, with the ego, sometimes like we, we, throughout our upbringing, again, that's why these things aren't bad because so much of it we can't control. And it's just like this, sub, uh, this subconscious self that develops and has a lot of fractures, you know. So like if I was rejected a lot, which I, I, I've ex- experienced in my life fam- f- familiarly, that's a word. I'm not, sorry, I'm a teacher, not English teacher. <laughs> but if 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 I uh, like have like this these areas of rejection, that might manifest in like the ego, where it's like uh, like I'll I'll maybe be really just def- guarded against people because of that rejection, right? And so then you might have one that dealt with uh, a, another experience in life, and so it kind of puts this like. Uh, this, uh, although it's, it's kind of within in the subconscious, it almost puts like this wall around you in a lot of cases and you immediately like respond from those. And uh, I, th- I think it's, it's uh, what actually a lot of the Aramaic words Jesus said, it's quieting all those voices. It's harmonizing all of those uh, kind of places of the ego into the, the true self, which is the God self kind of. Yeah. So is the ego the part of us that sees everything um, as separate. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, and, and that, that it, it always, the ego always sees from a place of separation. So it's almost like it's, it's, uh, it sees everything with other people as like a zero sum game. Like if you're winning, then I must be losing. Mm-hmm. So I could be happy for you because you're winning mm-hmm. and I'm losing now. 
So not, and so when, again, yeah, that's, it always seeks to separate. And so when you, you harmonize all of that and, and you, you start living from, uh, from the true self, it's, it's, it's beautiful because it's like for, for once you can actually be happy for, for people. And you say like, man, this guy's winning. I'm winning too, you know? And it's like you start to feel happy for that, you know? And, and, and really that's, that's uh, uh, unfortunately been missing from, uh, uh, and that, that's what, what one of my st- stories, that was like so painful to be in church for so long and seeing people like maybe blessed or having experiences and stuff and seeing myself as separate from that. And like it, it can start harboring like feelings of like you know. What's funny to me is I've 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 become very aware of entire entities, churches, yeah, that compare and compete with other yeah churches. Absolutely. Yeah. So you see yeah. how that just the the ego can blow up into this corporate form. Yeah. And yeah. it can become a monstrosity. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It's, absolutely. It's crazy. It is, and and it's and it can it's it again that's something that's being shaken. Yes. And I feel it's not going to go in, into the next age. And it's, it's like, that's one of the things that's like, I, I keep uh, that, that title, Christ Consciousness. It's like, as we, again, because we are one, as we raise our consciousness, mm-hmm. the collective consciousness Absolutely. also raises because we're, we're, we're all one, you know? That's so good. We got time for like maybe two, three more. I'm so happy that there's a lot of questions. We can stay a little longer if y'all want. I don't got nowhere to go. So um, my wife could tell you my mind. My mind runs too. But the other day, even our 12-year-old asked about, is asking more questions about God. And she was like, do you, what do you guys think his life is about? And stuff like that. And so, um, you know, how are you helping your career, like the way that you're thinking? How can you, because obviously they're not going to understand until they get older. Yeah. But how can you, with all this, with, the, with everything that God's teaching you and how you see I was being born Pentecostal and stuff like that. Um, so now, how, how are you breaking it down to them, daily things, or how are you helping your kids or family? Uh, like my own, my own kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very real thing. And uh, I think that uh, what we try to do is, because, you know, it, it, again, it's like when you, ha- when you try to do stuff under law and with, with like... Uh, Rich, excuse me, retributive, or, or uh, you know, when you when you start to have that like overpowering presence of stuff, is that starts to breed secrecy, mm-hmm. and where where kids will start to withdraw and want and be afraid to tell you about stuff and do it in isolation and do it quiet. So, and uh, and we've seen that my wife especially, we're still friends with a lot of people that she grew up with in the church and. And man, some of this stuff that's come out with these kids now, it's like crazy stuff, you know? And it's like, well, and, and it's not like it's just one switch turned on. They were kind of this slowly doing stuff in secret just continued to cause more and more darkness where I feel like the uh, kind of the approach that we've took is to kind of like make like... Uh, like allow them to experience stuff with us, so to speak. So if they're like in in that area of because you know the internet's always there. I mean, they might come across something, and their their own consciousness usually causes them to give themselves up, mm-hmm. you know, and to say, well, we, we 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 I saw this the other day or whatever. And it's so for us, it's been more of a like trying to really again that mirror, trying to really use those circumstances as a point of instruction more so. So they're not turning away from it and hiding it from us and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
If that, you get what I'm saying? Like to kind of just uh, go through life and do life together with them and um, not have that uh, kind of uh, right-handed approach of, you know, you, you better do this or else, which will cause more secrecy. And, and, uh, but just, again, you know, just, just to kind of have that openness that they can come to you with their stuff and because and, they're going to go through that stuff, especially if you're, your kids are, I'm a public school teacher. And, you know, I mean, k- kids can, uh, there kids in the room. Uh, I mean, th- they can watch stuff in the middle of class, you know, if they have that, that, and they do sometimes. But I mean, you know, so it's like they're going to get into stuff. It's better to get into that stuff with you where there's, a, where there's the, the instruction and stuff can take place. You know what came to my mind? The scripture, be imitators of God. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure that is very applicable yeah. in this kind of situation. It's like, what is your idea of God? Yeah. <laughs> and mirror that. But if God yeah. is this finger-shaking, yes. really judgmental, punishing yes. God, you better yeah. do right. Yeah. And you embody that. Yeah. That kid's not going to really want much to do with God. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I heard uh, there, there's three people that you don't share the gospel with. Those who you put diapers on, those who have put diapers on you, and those who you share a bed with. Because those people are so close to you anyway, if you're not living it. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know what I mean? There's, there's no That's point true. in... That's true. That's true. That's true. Very good. Two more. Let's do two more. All right. Um, in the year that you had unanswered prayers, mm-hmm. in the year that you had anger towards God, confusion, turmoil, um, what were the action steps that you took to reconnect to him? Where where you felt super distant, mm-hmm. you know, what were the thoughts while you were feeling distant and what were the action steps that you took to basically bridge that gap again? Uh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it was really hard. Like I said, it, it, I, I, I think part of what I did is I, I didn't completely get out of the game, so to speak. I kind of continued to go to the church even though I hated it. Uh, uh, I, I, I think I, I had the right people you know, that, that were, were like there for me to walk through all that. And, uh, I think that was important. Uh, I, I, I think that like, again, that, that I did got, God's always speaking, you know what I mean? And, uh, for, it was like actually that book that I was talking about that like wrecked me about like the orphan thinking the way I got that was a miracle. Like, my wife was sharing, my, my, again, that's why I have to talk about being around the right people. My wife was still going to a lot of groups and stuff in church and having people pray for me. And, and, um, and one time she was just sharing a little bit about what I was going through, and someone mentioned that book. And the person's house she was at, who never read a book in her life, I don't think, I mean, like, never actually, like, knew she even had it. She's like, I, f- I feel like it just picked it up, or never read that book, uh, picked it off, off her bookshelf and gave it to my wife. So it, w- it was kind of like a divine intervention, to be honest. Uh, and uh, yeah, because, yeah. because you read, he's a reader. Yeah. So I think in that, <laughs> yeah, if it, if it was like a YouTube video, I probably would have been like, nah, I watch it, you know, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's tough because I, I just don't know because I felt like I was getting worse and worse and, and, and more angry, angry and bitter. And, and uh, I just, and you, you know, know, what comes to my mind as you're saying all this, it's like, I think the whole point of rock bottom 
experiences yeah. where you feel forsaken and abandoned by God and life. The whole point of that is there's nothing I could do. There yeah. are no more action steps. I just literally have to yeah. give up the yeah. whole thing and just yeah. surrender so much that God snatches yeah, you up that's like true. that. Yeah, if, so, if, if, if somebody's drowning, they tell you to let them flounder because if you jump in after them, they'll pull you down with them. Wow. So you just, you just wait until they're like lifeless, you know, and, and then, then you, not only can you then be rescued, but then you know who did it in I think with me, it's like my, my whole belief system was wiped out. All of that, the whole w- way that I thought about God, the way I thought about other people, the way I thought about hearing from God and the Holy Spirit, everything in one fell swoop was wiped out. And it kind of, again, it led me to this, this much deeper and richer understanding that I ever had. I, th- you know, I, I, I think in a lot of cases I had a relationship with a book. I do like books. But mm-hmm. like with, with just like the Bible and just living it like, like a behavior manual where, mm-hmm. like, like Francois de Toy says, it's not a behavior manual. It's a book about Emmanuel, God with us. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. I think. That's good, man. All right, let's do, uh, let's do one more. Oh. Okay, we'll do two more because you already asked one and she hasn't. Okay, she'll first and then you'll end it. Okay. This is so fun, huh? It, it is. I'm having a blast. This is, this is great. Thank you. So let's see if I could articulate this, but it ties into all the other ones. But I'd love to hear your thoughts in regards to what if the ego is actually childlike? Because I heard you say something, and this is not, I didn't make this up, it's another story. Like, mm-hmm. just like everyone's saying, info re- repeats. But there's this concept that like, the ego is actually fragmented, but it's actually childlike mm-hmm. because it is really just in response to wounding. Sure. Like, babies are born and they have no interest or need to like, be anything else except themselves, and then life happens, right? Yes. So, that being said, what I heard you say in regards to that year of, you know, that painful year. What if part of falling apart is really it's falling apart the ego-like, child-like relationship and concept and one-dimensional concept that we have of God because four-year-olds have one-dimensional concepts of things, yeah, right? Yeah. So part of it is this idea of like the ego is not to be shamed or blamed or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just childlike parts inside of us that we're just trying to like really defend us. And our actual real self is behind it all, right? Yes. Our actual real self is really this concept of that's the observer and the manager of all these cutie parts. Yes. But they all need a different gig, you yeah. know? So mm-hmm. I'm just curious in regards to that thought in regard because there's so many questions in regards to what ego is and we shame it and get rid of ego. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, like that's a part of us. Like it's meant to be protective of us. But they all need different gigs when we're now feeling safe and realize we're not egos. So yeah. curious on that. Yeah, no, that's that, that's a great, absolutely true. We we develop those things all throughout life, and that's and I think that's where again that that whole idea of trying to fight against those things and, and shame them and and all of that it, it can be counterproductive. You know what I mean? Uh, it, 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 so are you asking like uh, that uh, how to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Once that's connected, 
Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that's an excellent point. And I think that, like, uh, my wife and I have really been talking this about, like, like if I get triggered or something, it's instead of like why like why immediately pointing the finger and like this person triggers me or you know whatever it's like what 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 is that voice yes. that yes what is that ego like right there there's something it's it's communicating to you mm-hmm. you know and it's like it's like yes right <laughs> it's it's a great point I mean yeah no that's that's so true and so now it's like again the self-reflection I think like what do you what do you it's like it's, it's even like with health you know we've demonized certain stuff in, in in our bodies so much like what is your like if you're dealing with an ailment like what are you trying your body's trying to talk to you you know it's not bad it's it's it, you might, it might feel bad it might hurt or pain or whatever but it's really just trying to communicate something that needs to be taken care of. Yes. And, and so it's, again, to just see everything, I think, even with the ego as non-dual, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and just finding a way to... There's a, yeah. there's a coffee shop in Fort Lauderdale that has a, a, like this mural on the wall that says, ego is not the amigo. And people take <laughs> pictures on it all the time. And I'm like, ego is a great amigo. Ego, <laughs> ego is your greatest teacher. Yeah. Some yeah. have said the ego is the true guru and master and teacher. Because that is how you learn about yourself and who you are and what your needs are. And so I think it's about how you relate to that internal voice that shifts everything. Okay, last one. Okay, let me figure out how to articulate this. While I think about it, first answer this. How do you keep your shoes so clean? Um, (laughs) They're new. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Just buy new shoes, guys. Okay, so I love how... In your experience, in your journey, you still reference um, scripture, mm-hmm. and you still have a, a, a weighty relationship with it, which I love. For a lot of us, I'm pretty sure in your experience within religion and whatever you came up with, after you had this dropout, we all kind of rubber band effect to the complete opposite side, and we abandon scripture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. So you have this experience uh, in life, and then a lot of us just kind of stay on that experiential side. So for you, um, talking about your experience and, and also your relationship with it, what brought you back to wanting to also redefine or deconstruct yeah. scripture in mm-hmm. your life? Uh, yeah, th- well, that's a great point. I, I, uh, I, I think that the, the English is just a very poor translation in a lot of cases. Uh, and so it's not even that I, I think, you know, you're necessary. It's always been there, like what like Danny was saying. I mean, a lot of these things have always been there. And so, like, when you actually start looking at the words, and, and, uh, and I, I mainly study them in Aramaic and Greek, a little, a little bit with the Hebrew, but when you actually look at the words, it's like, like this, this again, this feeling, like, like a, your heart flutters, you know? Like, it's like the road to Emmaus experience when the two strangers were walking with Jesus, and then he, he, he leaves from them. They said later on, didn't our hearts burn when he revealed himself, to, when he revealed himself in the scriptures? And so he, the, the, the Bible is the lowercase word. He is the word. It, it points to him, you know? And, and, uh, and so I think for, for, for me, I, I, I really think it's important to, to, uh, to get a, 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 like a, a concordance or something that the mirror Bible, I don't know if you ever heard of it. The mirror is a really good breakdown of what words mean. It's, it's really thick, 
but it, it has it's not the full Bible. It has a commentary on stuff about what uh, words mean and stuff like that. And you and there it, it come to find out it's like the good news is actually good news, you know, and uh, not what kind of people have made it into and weaponized it and stuff like that. So uh, I, I think it's really important to find either. Either, either either do the the translating like with, through a concordance or something, or just find a really good translation that is able to point to the word uh, uh, uppercase in, in in the Bible. Yeah. I muted myself. On that note, um, I like that. Not too long ago, you posted the Aramaic version yeah. of the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. <laughs> And it's beautiful. And so would you mind reading that for yeah, us? And yeah. that can be our prayer to close us out for oh, today. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Thank you, God. So this is the Lord's Prayer Aramaic version. Beloved Father who fills all realms, may you be honored in me. Let your divine rule come now. Let your will come true in all the universe, in the heavens and on earth. Give us all that we need for each day and untangle the knots of unforgiveness that bind us within as we also let go of the guilt of others. Let us not be lost in superficial things, but let us be free from what keeps us from our true purpose. From you comes all rule, the strength to act, and the song that beautifies all from age to age. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Let's give a hand to Brett. Thank you for being with us. Instagram at spoken underscore logos. And on YouTube, too, you can look them up. Awesome. Love you guys. Have a great week. Thank you.